This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim. This is a podcast where we hoard blasts <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy it for our consumption. Now, this is a podcast where we use a random topic generator to dictate the direction of our conversation. My name is Vinny. I'm one of your bloody hosts, and I am joined by your other bloody host. Bloody Drew. Bloody Drew. Bloody Drew. It's your, like, violent, like, Irish warlord name. Bloody Drew. Bloody Drew. B- bloody Drew, the, the Duke. The Duke of... Blooding Drewington. Drewington. That's that's one accent I really haven't uh, quite nailed down. Yeah. Yeah. Irish, Scottish, like, there's definitely similarities there. There's similarities. All right. uh, Give me me just a random sentence and I'll try to spit out an Irish accent for you. Just on the fly. Uh, A random... Okay. Tell me a fact about Baja Blast. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any facts okay. for you. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, tell me your favorite fact about frogs. Oh, shit. Okay. Hold on. Or mo- any animals. Monkeys. Lizards. Uh, I'm, I'm really trying to get... I'm trying to come up with an Irish accent, and I'm, I'm really struggling with this one. You're just going to default to Scottish. Okay. I know. I know. That's where my brain wants to go. <laughs> like, I want to I wanna just start spitting out. For crying out loud, what are you doing? Yeah. You've got a Baja Blast over there in the corner. <laughs> but if I was from Ireland, maybe say Dublin? Dublin? Your wedding was in Ireland, You've right? You've got a... Where's your wedding? You've got a can of Baja Blast. No, the, see, that's not no, that's not, not it. English, I, yeah, yeah. It's a Baja Blast in the corner there. That's British. Was your wedding in Scotland? Or? Scotland. Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was Ireland for some reason. But that makes sense why you're deferring to Scottish. Yeah. Right. Right. You got a wee little basque of bitches in the corner. How many and characters I, did you meet over there when you were over there for your wedding that you were just like? Not just, a lot, to be honest. Like no classic Scottish characters, not really. Like that, no like rangers. You nope. see anybody wearing a kilt? Nope. Disappointing. I know, isn't it? Scotland, you fucking let us down, actually, mate. Actually, when I was over there, I went into a pub. A pub. Went to a pub. A pub. A pub. Did you have a pint? I had a pint. Is that what they say? They say call it a pint. Like the yeah, a pint. They call it a pint. Yeah. What, what do they drink? Pint? What's the go-to? Drink? I have. Well, I don't know. I think they do still do like a lot of lagers over there. Okay. But I think I think that's kind of a British thing anyways. I mean, okay. British Scottish tradition like yeah, Irish, relatively. It's yeah, it's all the same, fucking same, yeah, right? Um but yeah, I ordered a a pint of Oh man, was I can't it like remember. Was it standard Scottish brew? No, no. It was He goes over there and he gets a Heineken. <laughs> no, it wasn't I had a I had a few Peronis over there. 
It's a Barone pretty, pretty, pretty good. I feel That's like it's pretty popular Italian, over there. Yeah. I know it's a, an Italian lager, but it's pretty popular over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went into this pub to watch an Arsenal game. Really disappointing game. We lost 2-0. But I, I kind of like stumbled into this pub and they were randomly doing trivia night. And, and literally the whole pub, except for like one standing table, was taken by teams of like college-age kids doing trivia. So I'm sitting here trying to watch my soccer game, and they're like, name that tune! And it's fucking, you know, Paula Abdul in the background. I thought you were telling me how like... Let's get physical! Someone Actually, that's not Paula Abdul, I no, don't think. No, that's not Paula Abdul. I thought they like some. The story was going to go where someone asked you. They're like, "What are you fucking doing? Watching the fucking game? Hey, what are you doing? You got the, you got to play trivia with us. Come over what here. What are you doing, you wee little wanker? Come over here, you fucking wee little wanker, yank, and fucking get on our team with get your on trivia. our team and start contributing. <laughs> yeah, like that's where I thought the story was going to go. <laughs> that's where I felt like it was going to go. And then no, like I you didn't. made lifelong friends and. I chatted up the host in between rounds a little oh, bit. Okay. Yeah, and he uh, he was cool to talk to. Actually, actually, I think he was English, mm. living in Scotland. Mm. Um, but he he had been to America a couple times and like likes American football. So we like chatted a little bit about that, and we talked about Arsenal a little bit. He's like, mm. "You guys are fucking shite," except it wasn't that because he was English, so he's. But he was he was a cool dude. He was like cussing during trivia night and everything. Oh wow! It was it was like honestly it was like a kind of a cool vibe to walk into. But huh. it was, I was like totally thrown off because I was like expecting to come in, you know, sit down, Watch get comfy. You know, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It I was walked into a night. shit show of a trivia shit night. Shit show. You and I knew I listen. I'd like to think I I I know some trivia. I would have gotten smoked in that trivia. Really? Yeah. It was a music trivia. That was one of the rounds. Oh, okay. There was, there Damn, was they several. Go fucking, there we go. You heard it here first, folks. That trivia they night go. goes hard. <laughs> trivia night in Foxville. <laughs> okay, it's not Foxville, Alabama here. Okay. <laughs> this is the well-established and prestigious. McLaren. and... The pu- I can't even remember what pub it was called. St... Arthur's maybe or Under the Dog's Kilt is that what is that the pub's name? That would be a really good pub's name. <laughs> Under the Dog's Kilt. Yeah, I don't even know. What dog's that means. Taint Cav- Tavern. <laughs> dog's Taint Cavern. Uh, but they go hard in parts of Scotland for trivia. Apparently, apparently. I was impressed. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Scotland. Never been. Maybe one day. You had a good, really good opportunity. I know I did. But I'm we really, really, really <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we don't. It's definitely a... It's a little sore. It's definitely a soft spot. Um. <laughs> uh, I do have something, like, maybe if you need something to kind of, like, hold on to while you kind of contain your anger uh, and it's just, regret... Yeah, it's regret. It's deep sadness. I want something. Do you have an idea? I have an idea. I think I know where you're going, but please enlighten me. This is great company uh, established in 1992. I think their name is Bentec. 
known for like extreme sturdiness. Just when you need something in your life, something to grasp. Yeah. Something firm, mm-hmm. strong, reliable. Yeah. Rust free. Did you rust know that about free. stainless steel? The stainless steel does not rust. That's, Did you know that? that's huge. You get some stainless steel at rust. Sorry, it's not pure stainless steel. You got something inferior there. We're also throwing uh, <laughs> rolls of paper towel at cats for being naughty. Uh, but there's this company, Bentec, I think their name is. Great products, sturdy. Uh, they're Australia's only manufacturer of the stainless steel tube. You don't say. I, I do say. Okay. Uh, the company takes the tube in various shapes and manufactures grab rails for sturdiness, obviously. Handrails. You need that kind of sturdiness in your life. And... You know, there are some boat rails, too. Are there? I, you know what I always say when I'm out on the wee waves of the North Sea outside of Edinburgh? What? I say when I'm on my little skivvy of a boat, doing some fishing, getting some cod for my local fish and chip shop. <laughs> I've got to give the sea my mistress an acknowledgement only the best of Bentac can give. And that is a great AI captain. Damn, that was amazing. Uh, and a range of other products <laughs> for the aged care disability and I don't know how to follow that up. And transport markets. You can find all their wonderful products uh, and more at www.bentech.com.au. Fair dinkum. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, thank you, Bentec. Appreciate your product support. My mistress at sea. That was great. Did you like that? I like when you go hard into the Scottish I- I- uh, accent. You go into it. It's a real one. It comes... Uh, I could pass as a wee Scot, if you ask me. <laughs> it's definitely like the extreme side of Scottish. Like, Oh, yeah. It's like not, deep Scottish. It's not like a... High, like, yeah. I don't think it's as far as like fat bastard. No. <laughs> But get in my belly. But it's definitely in that. It's in the same vein. Yeah, yeah. in the same vein. Like it definitely pulls from that. But because I know if you walked into a pub, uh, up the dog's kilt. Up, and yeah, everyone pub. just look at you like M- you're an idiot. The, the world famous up the dog's kilt. Up the dog's ta- kilt pub yeah. tavern. Up the dog's up the dog's kilt tavern. Yeah, do a mouthful. Get get a pint in ya. That's great, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you gotta you gotta be able to work the lingo. It's true. I didn't I didn't ken. I don't know. It's like I didn't I didn't ken then I I scared a wee hot hot. And then you you just start mumbling a little bit. I would have hit hot hot I scared to go away. You're like what? You've what? got to be kidding me. I scared new new Alright, I'm sure the listeners are done hearing me yell into their ear in Scottish, so... Uh, but we'll bring it back. We'll always bring it back. Forever and eternity will yeah. my Scottish accent live on. Yeah. Drew, uh, Drew, this episode has the random topic generator. I do. Yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. If the random topic is fucking Scotland, I'm gonna die. I'm, gonna, I'm done. I hope so. Maybe we just, if it's Scotland, we just end the podcast and say, <laughs> you know what? It, it was, it, you know, we've, we've done too much. It's over. It was a good shot. Thank you. All right. Here we go. And tonight's random topic is... (laughs) It's comedy. 
So you're gonna get true with the Scottish accent for the rest of the episode. Is that comedy or is that does that get old it's, after I mean, a while? No, no, I think it's funny. I think it's great. Like you go into it and there's great comedy in it. So uh, I I uh, I like it. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I like doing it. Um, comedy, huh? Comedy, comedy. Who's uh? You have a favorite comedian? Ooh, someone who, you who's know, someone will always make you laugh. Um, who's a go-to comedian? Never lets you down. Never lets me down. This is gonna be like pretty vanilla. <laughs> oh Jesus! Don't fucking say what's his fucking name. Oh, I feel like he's one of the most fucking vanilla comedians ever. Is it Dane Cook? Oh no! So because I, was like, I went through I was a little like, Dane like Cook phase. Fucking, like, most vanilla soft serve. You I went. I went through a Dane Cook phase definitely in my younger years. Because I don't think Dane Cook is funny. No, like, every now not and again. Oh, uh, I just feel like it's just like something I don't really get into. I feel like people have said, "Oh, watch this Dane Cook skit," and I look it up and I'm like, "Not funny." Yeah, no. Maybe it appeals to like you know I, when I go back to, when I when I've gone back and listened to some of the skits that I used to think were really funny, it's not as funny, and I don't know if that's just where comedy has kind of developed and grown since he was kind of big, or if his comedy appeals to middle like middle school age boys. Dude, I'm gonna kill this cat, man. He's ruining my couch. Hey. Loki. Yeah. Loki's, Loki's being the naughty boy. Um, no, you know, I think some live comedy, I don't think has replay value. Like, you watch it, it's funny. You watch it again, like the joke's done. Right. Like it's burnt out. There's so, definitely some comedy I've laughed. And, and then, then gone back to, and listened to it. Because I thought it was funny. Like, even yeah. just like a, like a funny album. Uh, and I've gone back and tried to listen. I'm like, I just doesn't have the same hit. I I mean, everybody knows it. I talk about it all the time. I've got a like my sense of humor is a sense of humor of a teenage boy. Like I think d- dumb shit is very funny. Uh, Drew once told a story about lighting dog hair on fire. Uh, that's internally very funny to me too, because uh, that's that feels like something I would have done at that age too, or maybe younger, and thought it was funny. Um, Stupid humor, if it's ridiculous and over the top and absurdist humor, I probably yeah. think it's hilarious. How do you feel about like dark, like not dark? What's the. I like comedians. A- is it like who anti. Take it to places. What that... do they call it? Like anti. Or no. Where it's like really, really dark. I like. Like killing I... babies dark. Like I mean... what? What? In the it's, it's obviously I'm a parent. Like I have kids, I love them. I don't want my kids to die. Obviously, yeah, like, right. but I, I feel like comedy. For you have me, a pretty wide oh, acceptance yeah, you have level to of take comedy to places nobody else does. Yeah, that's why I know he's had controversy in the last few years. But I've always respected Louis C.K. for that. Yeah, because Louis C.K. will fucking take it there. Yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, because like sometimes it's fucking just real too. Like, yeah, some of the shit he says. No, uh, I was gonna say like he like he's he was always kind of one of my favorite um 
but I, I would say one that I, I pretty consistently like watch his specials when they come out. And I, I would say he's gotten less funny as he's gotten like way more popular. But I, I, I enjoy Kevin Hart quite a bit. I haven't watched enough Kevin Hart to know his yeah. comedy. I mean, I know who he is. In I mean, he's kind I've of like him. any, any movies you see him in, like that's, that's kind of his stand up comedy. Really? He does a lot of like over the top kind of reactionary some physical comedy um but he's pretty he's pretty funny we actually i went to see him in san diego several years back yeah he's good. and he was good yeah i mean i i it was tough because we were you know a mile away from the stage so we were watching it on a screen anyway oh, so it's like yeah. it's like i was it was kind of like walked away from it like we could have waited until this I was think on that Netflix. There's a disconnect with comedy. Like if you yeah. see live comedy, if you're not in a room with like, if you're not in one of those smaller comedy clubs, yeah, I it's would hard say, to yeah, connect if with. The, if if the audience is bigger than maybe like a hundred or a hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe at the most, I yeah. feel like there's just a disconnect from a comedian. Yeah, like like I have zero desire to see like a theater. Like a comedian, sorry, in a, like a, a mega arena. Like right, That just right. makes no sense to me. I think you could get away with like the theater style. Like, um, like just picture like a Broadway theater. Oh, yeah, I can know? see that. Like, yeah, if a lot of those this... specials are in that type of forum. Yeah, where like they have... Like the theater forum. Yeah, I could see that. You know, those... they have the mezzanine levels. Yeah, well, they're the, built you know? for better viewing. So right, the exactly. You so are, you're you not know, watching you're on a down. screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Like that, that I think is acceptable for a bigger comedian. But obviously, people like Kevin Hart obviously serve just such a sell wide, sell yeah. out. You know, thousands of tickets. Yeah. I feel like we didn't get to. I don't know. I think we just started talking about other things. Did you say who you said it was very vanilla? Did you say who your favorite? Kevin Hart, oh, I think, Kevin would be okay. like kind of a vanilla. I mean, he's a really popular comedian, right? Like, yeah. um, one one comedian I've actually really enjoyed as of late is Tom Segura. Have you listened okay. to any of his stuff? I've listened to bits of it, not not a whole lot, but he's, I am familiar. He's like a really, really good. I think you would enjoy him, okay? Because he's a really good blend of like dark and real, real. Mm. Like his comedy is very like it's not over the top. It's everyday shit, and he he gets like dark about some yeah. some stuff about it. You know, um, I always really liked um, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, I always thought he was funny, and I liked the, the older he's become as a parent too. Like obviously anything with kid related stuff, like that's where when Louis C.K. became a parent, like and he had a lot of jokes about his kids. Like, yeah, that stuff was just I like knowing some of it, having experienced some of it, just killed me. Um, I know this probably not as many people know them. I know Drew knows them, but I love Auntie Donna three Aussie guys who that's definitely like absurd. It's like over the top. Humor do they sure. do stand up comedy yeah. too? shows? Yeah. You saw them, right? No, I actually, you have it. Yeah. I, I was bummed that I didn't make the effort. They played in LA and I just was dumb enough to not make the effort to go and see them. And I definitely regret it. Cause I would have loved that. Uh, one of my other favorites, another Aussie guy. I think drew also knows Randy Feltface, mm. who's a comedian who does all his comedy through a puppet? Um, did you see him? I, we did see him. We I made the yeah, once I missed Auntie Donna, I was like, I'm not going to make. Yeah, we made the yeah. to drive up to LA that time, and uh, Randy was amazing. It was a tiny little theater uh, in LA mm-hmm. called uh, Dynasty Typewriter. This tiny little old, really old theater, uh, and it was crazy. Like it was just such a cool. Like we were literally probably 
20 to 30 feet away. Yeah, from that's him. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There was probably less than 100 people in that room. That's that's the like way to do it. Nights. Yeah. Uh, that was a crazy experience. Um, do you have a favorite comedy movie? What's like a go-to comedy movie you can just like watch? I think all time has to be, for me, Step Brothers. Oof, that's a good one. Like there's... The, they're so there a there's a lot of good like one-liners in it but b it's so rewatchable i think because will ferrell and john c Riley have like this Amazing incredible chemistry. chemistry yeah and they're both just absurdly that character of like a a grown idiot you know like a grown-ass adult acting like a child yeah and they do that so well I mean, I think even the kind of the side characters are really funny in that in that movie. Like everything about that movie, I think is probably, I think, in my opinion, one of the best comedies of all time. I feel like I know it's sacrilegious. I feel like I've only seen that maybe once or twice. Oh man, yeah, I'll I'll put that on every once in a while just just because. I think the other guys is really good too, as far as like that's modern the same comedy director too. I think I feel like the same director maybe. Yeah, Adam McKay. Yeah, or he wrote one of them. Or Bar- he did Step Brothers. Yeah. Um, I just watched another Adam McKay movie recently, and I can't, I can't think of it. Adam um, McKay, I think at one point was Marvel were trying to get him when. Uh, the original director of Ant-Man dropped off. Oh, interesting. Edgar, Edgar Wright? Mm-hmm. He originally wrote most of what Ant-Man was. Mm. Dropped out due to, like, creative differences with Marvel. Right. And I feel like they were trying to court Adam McKay. Because um, Adam McKay had had some experience with action, like other guys. or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if other guys was him or not. Are you trying to confirm? Oh, I just watched Anchorman. Oh, uh, okay. That's another classic, another McKay. Too. That's a good one. He did do Other Guys and Step Brothers. Interesting. He did the big short, not comedy. Did you ever watch the big short no. about the housing bubble? No. With um, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan no, Gosling. No, he's, he's, he's a director that's got like a crazy... Like, I know he writes a lot of the stuff that he directs, too, or is involved in the writing of the screenplays. God, he just casts he just casts Will Ferrell and everything. Yeah. One of my other like favorite directors who writes the majority of his stuff or co-writes it that doesn't go for outrightly funny, but it's more situational comedy through awkwardness and um, just dry situations in general that I love. And, and I know you know the name, but I don't know that you've watched any of these films is Wes Anderson. Like he's someone who doesn't really go for comedy, but just lets comedy play out in a scene based on how awkward something is or the way two people react uh, in a relationship in a scene. Uh, I love his, a lot of his movies are forever funny to me. Yeah. And they just get funnier the more I watch them too. Comedy is one of those things I don't, seek out a lot and i should because i enjoy but I, like I, it's rare that i've ever gone to the movie theater the most memorable comedy to me and it's i guess it's more of a dramedy is that what you say dramedy 
uh, is Wedding Singer. Mm. I remember seeing that, like, I think I was still in high school. And we went and saw it with a bunch of kids from school. And then we went and saw it again with a bunch of kids from school. Like, it was in the theater. That's a that's more of a rom-com, wouldn't you say? A romantic comedy? Oh, yeah, I guess true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. But anyways. Yeah, I I just don't feel like there's been a lot of good comedy movies recently and i don't know if it's kind of this whole tiptoe around what's acceptable anymore right around i mean you kind of touched on it earlier where comedy kind of has to go where where nothing else does sometimes well, it's always been and that's why it's com- funny yeah that's why i feel like comedy is the one place where it's been like a safe zone but i feel like we're getting into this point in time where people are getting offended by comedy more and more which i i i being someone who who isn't easily offended by shit i think mostly comedians don't mean when they go to the kind of those places they don't really mean what they're saying no right but it's funny yeah because they're saying it and it's it. some it's things that people have thought before yes. and it's stuff that we're like that's fucked up i shouldn't say it yeah but they're saying it on stage yes like i think i think that's kind of a natural human behavior right, right. like in your mind your gut instinct is like fuck that baby or whatever you know whatever's whatever's you know, beyond the lines of acceptable mm. in society. And then our brain, our, our kind of tr- societally trained brain kicks in and culturally trained brain kicks in. And it's like, well, I can't say that. Right. You know, that's not acceptable. It's not cool of me to say you have this like anal- quick analysis. And it's, it's, it's really, it's not like that thought process happens every time a lot of the times, but like, that's kind of what happens. And we're in this weird space right now, culturally and societally where people are getting triggered by, I I don't want to say little things because it's a lot of it's rooted in real issues, Mm. but it, it is disallowing comedy to be, to kind of hit that full potential where I think stepbrothers, the other guys, the hangover, um, you know, um, super bad, you know, that kind of era of comedy, I thought, and maybe that's because I kind of grew up with that era of comedy, but I thought that that was like really peak comedy for a while. There was like a 10 year stretch that was like really, it was like really fucking funny movies and it's movies that I can go back and watch and still really enjoy. But I, I feel like since we've, if you want to call it this, like, I hate using like these words, but like woke culture, where people get way triggered about comedy just because the words were said and we're not looking at intent or the reality of the situation, I think it stifles comedy a little bit. Mm. No, I agree. Not I mean, to overanalyze comedy, which no, I just did. but I know, but yeah, like you said, comedy for a long time was that like safe place to go anywhere and... Like, I mean, I, I, it's probably affected all comedians, regardless of what, like, nationality, race, or, you know, color or background you are, that, you know, everybody doesn't know what they can and can't say anymore. And if they say something on tour, is someone going to judge Are they going to get it? canceled? Yeah, they're going to get canceled. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like yeah. I think it's good to be conscious of that and bring that up, but, you know, to think that it hinders 
where you push the limits of maybe things went like it's definitely as sad to a degree i don't know how you find that balance as a comedian to like talk about that stuff and I, yeah i think know. it's hard i think i think really it just comes down to a a lack of like critical thinking skills that culturally has happened i don't know how long but like i feel like people really lack critical thinking skills to be able to to be like Ooh, that was fucked up what he just said, but I'm at a comedy show and it's funny that he said that right. because he would never say that to someone in, to their face right. or, you know, um, there's not really that connection for some people who are like, you shouldn't ever say those words and that's it. Right. Whereas for me, where I enjoy comedy and I enjoy some of that darker humor is like, ooh, you shouldn't ever say that and mean it. Right. You know? Um, or you should never say that with the intent to hurt hurt anybody or whatever you yeah. know like, and that's that's where I think it's funny when those things are said because yeah. it's like, oh, you know like that holy shit like that's that's fucked up but that's funny because it would never you know ho- hopefully it would never happen. Do you do you think there's a point where we get past that as a society or do you think? Do you think it's going to, like, there's going to be a point? Like, I obviously, like I said, like, I, I, you want people, like, going forward, right? We want people to be conscious. We want people to acknowledge the shitty things that happen. Do you, but you think there's, like, there's a point where that kind of lifts a little bit? And that, because I feel like there's an eventual point where mm-hmm. it's going to become... I think, like, I think even some, I think stand-up comedy is coming back to where a little bit it should be. As far I think there was a lot of tippy toe, especially when like there was there was controversy with like Louis C.K., Chris D'Elia, Aziz Ansari, like really big comedians that had real life scenarios that made some of their jokes that we laughed at real, mm. right? Like Louis C.K. was always like really upfront about like he was kind of like sexually. Like, a lot of his comedy was, like, based on kind of being freaky and, like... And then it turns out he's, like, a little bit freaky. Which I think, you know... It's kind of... You know, it's like, oh, shit. Did you ever hear Sarah Silverman talk about him? Uh, she talked very openly about I feel about like I did, and I can't... Yeah. Uh, it was just... That, obviously, the Louis C.K., for anybody that doesn't know, he was basically whacking off in front of people. I don't know that it was ever found that he, like, forced himself on people, but he just wanted to masturbate in front of people, I guess. Like, he'd he'd get people to come to the room and then, like, whack off in front of them or something. But Sarah Silverman said about how they were always friends, and he did it to her a few times. And she just accepted it, that it was part of him, and she'd come in, she's like, you do you, buddy, and then leave the room. And that was it, you know? And she's like, I don't condone it, but I also accepted the fact that it was just an extension of him and something he did yeah. And that was that. And, you know, right. she didn't, you know, not acknowledge it. But uh, I don't know. It was just kind of funny because I remember when she said it, she said it in like a very funny way. Right. Right. I think I I think I heard her. Yeah. That. But it was cool to hear her take on it and someone that was a friend to him. Right. And the way that she chose to accept it mm-hmm. and not encourage it. Um, did you ever watch The Chappelle Show? Uh, no, no, not really. I I tried to, I think, when it was on Netflix, or it may, may still be on Netflix. I tried to watch a, a few episodes, 
and I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't find him that funny. It's one of those shows where there's definitely like skits that are not funnier than others, but like when he hits on a skit, particularly when he when he's doing his like white man, <laughs> dude, it's so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where he's playing his like white character and he's in a urinal and a, a black guy comes next to him and there's like a devil and an angel on his shoulder talking to, to him about the size of the black guy's penis <laughs> and like not to look, but he should look. <laughs> and then it's just, it's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But I could see that. It's one of those things, I think in the moment, I could see how, the, I, I honestly don't know how that show holds up because I have, I mean, maybe it does like on a, like a, a level for me that, I watched like it and nostalgia, it's yeah, a nostalgia yeah, factor right. for me, but I don't know. If, like if, if you it was like it, the first time you watched through it, it might. Yeah, I don't know if, be a little if you old. watch it now, how much it holds up to someone that doesn't have. Uh, I only ever watched maybe one or two episodes and just kind of didn't didn't really get hooked. But sometimes, sometimes you have to be in the right frame of mind too. You know to, who also I always loved. I always liked Dimitri Martin. I remember. I remember when he first got big yeah. and really enjoying enjoying him and i feel like he kind of paved the way for like bo burnham a little bit i would say that with the whole guitar with like kind of of the musical comedy um although he's not as kind of vulgar as bo burnham is no um he was more he he was more like almost dad joke funny yes um which i which i always appreciated um what do you th- what do you th- curious what do you think about Bo Burnham? I never I I know everybody like blew up about how special he did during the pandemic and I never watched it. I I got like halfway through and was just like kind of over it. I know a lot of people like praised that special but uh I don't really know enough about his comedy to be honest. I just don't like he's a mystery to me. I never got Yeah, yeah I would encourage you to watch one of, one of his specials. I think one of them's called What Okay. Which was I I liked. But he he does this funny thing where he'll like address really serious like societal issues or something in a serious way and then make a full-on punchline out of it afterward. So it's a lot of it's almost like a lot of like kind of up and down with his specials mm. where it's like you're laughing and then you're like, "Oh shit, like he's saying like serious stuff right now," which is kind of cool cuz I think He's finding a an interesting avenue to speak on some of that stuff, which mm. is I can appreciate, and um, he does it in a funny way. I think that's uh, that actually kind of reminds me of like Randy Felface. He'll say something like profoundly like moving, mm-hmm. but then just have like a, a like, like a, the butt of the joke. Oh, is yeah, like, just yeah. ties some joke into it. Yeah, where it's like like so it's almost like groundbreaking on a level of like how dense. And like spiritual something can be, yeah. But then just tie this, and then he just, it, yeah. just like bring it all together, and yeah. you're just like wow. Um, have you last little thing on comedy? Um, have you ever been to like an improv show? No. I think I've laughed. I think I laughed the hardest I've ever laughed at an improv show. Really? At a live improv show in Boston? Huh. Um, and had just like one of the best. It's like one of my most fun experiences that Haley and I did just traveling was we just popped into this improv um club and it's like down it's it's in like the north end of Boston so like this historical part of Boston mm. you pop down you go downstairs it's like a basement 
Which is what a like a it's like comedy club. Um, But yeah, and I just I don't know. I I I really like. I really appreciate improv comedy because it's always something that I feel like I kind of think I could do too. Like, I could see that. And I just kind of like the kind of quick thinking, you know, on your toes, quick witted stuff. I mean, anybody I really that knows enjoy Drew, that. he sometimes does in the, uh, in the moment uh, jingles. See, right? Hey, any, hey, everybody! Uh, all right, thanks for being here. I need, I need a random product. We're gonna do a jingle here. Um, just thinking of a random product commercial. Yes, um, Windex. Okay, thank you. Uh, I heard something else over here. Maybe oh, Sour Patch Kids. Okay, thank you. All right, here we go, and then just go into a comedic jingle Did about Sour ever, Patch Kids. You were never a drama kid, though, right? No. No. The reason I say that is because I was involved in a lot of theater productions, mm. but it was the it was I, I played the music for it, um, so I never. I thought you were the people that come out in the black and like move the shit. No, <laughs> the, the like the production yeah, crew. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, I. Um, You're like I was the ninja. Of the no, crew. that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Although those kids were always weird. Um, <laughs> Not throwing you on the fucking bus, but sorry. Production uh, No, I yeah. was always... So I never was like on stage. Okay. I did one like youth production Which camp. did one. Oh my God. I did like one camp, like summer camp thing yeah, where we I did Lion King. was in the background King. somewhere. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, I was like Lion number four or yeah. something in Lion King. Yeah, it's basically just like Romeo. Yeah, Elephant number two. Yeah. That's what I was... I had a big old dong <laughs> on my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was never a theater kid, but I, I for whatever reason I feel like I, I Dude, is that it was too always late, like though? A, is it too late in life? Because you, yeah. you do a fucking like improv night, I'm fucking there. Dude. I know you're there. I know you're there. I feel like I feel like maybe you could you could you could join in with me. Why not? I don't, th- I don't think I have the chops for that. No, I was never. You know, I I think I can sometimes be funny, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I have to feel that. I have to feel comfortable. You, with something. You really gotta. You really gotta lose any kind of. You have to get into it, I think, with yeah. improv. I've never done it, so I'm like that. I'm not speaking from experience, but I feel like you just need to drop any. I feel like it's like I feel like you treat improv like you fi- treat freestyling. Sure, you can't have any thought in your brain, right? Like it's just the you just got to go, go, comes. go. Yes, yeah. There's no thought thinking it out because at that point it's already too slow. Yep, I think that's what improv is. Like yep. if I had to guess, like I'm thinking you treat it like. For anybody that doesn't know, Drew and I may have dabbled uh, in some very uh, <laughs> low time. We used to just basically freestyle to each other, uh, and it was only ever like two lines at a time. Yeah, but we spit some. We would spit some fire bars at each other. Uh, but I, I feel like the one thing I learned about that from doing that more and more uh, is that um, you you can't think about what the freestyle is because the right. moment you think about it too it's, much, it's gone. It's gone. It's garbage. You've just got to let it come out. Uh, and it's got to be natural and it's got to be off the dome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if I could get into it. Cause I think you do have to kind of like, you can't just like go and participate in an improv. Would you ever do one of those stand up nights? The, my, my... I don't think so. I think you have to be a little, I, I'm, I think I would be better at improv and quick witted stuff. I'm not as much of a writer. And and like stand up is more writing. You do you know? think with improv? Do you think the comedy comes from 
the in like not that something's necessarily funny as much as the randomness in a reaction to a situation. Yeah, and I think I think it's just like how absurd. I it think it be. is also like just how quick you have to be, and that maybe what you said wasn't super funny, but the fact that you thought of that quick in, enough in that moment, yeah, in that moment is kind of funny. And where you took it was a funny thing to do. Yeah. I know, I know like a, like a large portion of successful comedians, uh, like SNL comedians in movies and stuff. Like a lot of, and actors have got their chops in improv. Yes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them have, uh, and talk about like how integral that, that part is like Mm -hmm. particularly getting into that industry, particularly when it comes to acting, I think more than anything, not even stand up just because it it enables you to be so much more quick witted Mm -hmm. Particularly when you have a director that's willing to like work with you. Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of good comedy comes from when they're kind of like spitballing off each other yeah. too in movies. Yes, I agree. I love hearing that like a special feature where like it oh, was all ad lib. Yeah, no, yeah, I love that. Like, there's nothing more awesome than that that you have someone that's. I think Step Brothers was a lot of ad lib. Oh, I'm 100 sure it is. You know, which just just adds to the. Will Ferrell is like such a big goofball. And obviously has such a crazy history in like SNL and stuff. And you can tell in SNL when there's a joke that's like natural. Right. Because they lo- they'll laugh. And I love that too. I think mm-hmm. that's funny too. So, um, Anything else on comedy? No, I did. Real, yeah, last thing. I did. Jen and I did get to see Dimitri Martin. It was a fucking crazy week. It was a week of Comic-Con. We went to all four days of Comic-Con. And one of the days after Comic-Con, like, we literally just got out of Comic-Con, had the shortest dinner, and went and saw Dimitri Martin. I remember. It was just a wild week. But he was funny. Yeah. He was great. But he kind of disappeared. I feel like he doesn't really... Yeah, I don't I don't know where, what he's up to these Me, days. I think he got canceled. Probably. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> um. Yeah, have you have you ever been to any like local comedy clubs in San Diego? We went one once with my brother in law and his wife. We went to one in San Diego. They're like, Oh, we've been to these. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not, you know, it just depends who you get. Uh we didn't get anybody crazy funny. Like some of them were funny, but it was no no ones. It was just like yeah. smaller comedians. But Yeah, we went down in downtown San Diego and saw this guy. I I can't even remember his name, but he was he was pretty fucking funny. He was, was like a New basement? York guy. Uh yeah. Okay, because I remember we went downtown. It was in a basement. I can't remember like what a... the club is no, called. No, I don't remember it either. But but again, it, it's like, you know, 10 rows of yes. tables. Yeah. And, you know, you get a couple drinks and listen to a couple local guys who are down there a bit. And they're like up there for 10 minutes. And then like the headliner comes on. And, right. Yeah. It's, it's a fun night for sure. Yeah. Alrighty, it is time for How Much with your host, it's Vinny. Straight. Me, Struth. Uh, Alright, let's get right into it. How much to talk to people using exclusive, uh, talking exclusively like a baby for five days? Five days? Five days of baby talk. So, I, so I mean, like, like, you want your bottle? Like that what, type of, or like no, Goo Goo Gaga? Like, yeah, like, I need my diaper change. <laughs> that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's where my mind goes when you're talking exclusively like a baby. Like a baby, not to a baby. Yeah, so it's so like, like, it's like, 
I guess I I'm tired. I want to take a nap. Yeah, you know, yes, like yes. like stuff like that. Like five days. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> I think curry sounds so yummy. <laughs> <laughs> like like something like that, you know. I just want you to do this when your wife comes home. Uh, yeah. How much? Hi, babe. How was how was your work? Did you have any crazy people come in? Did you did 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 was it a busy night at work? Oh, you saw someone die? That's so sad. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. No, no, no. A thousand times no. Uh yeah, I feel I feel like that's more of like a three year old. But that's okay. Yeah, I'd be like, getting more in that range yeah, of yeah. like under four. I just it it would just be weird to be like, can you take out the trash? You know, like I know it's and weird. Like, but that's five days of that. I just went poo poo in the toilet. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you could help me wipe my butt. <laughs> <laughs> can we have cheese um, sticks for dinner? Yeah. I was thinking I would do a frozen pizza. It's going to be so tasty. <laughs> um, God, that would be really tough because I, it would mean you would have to do it at work, right? Yeah. How do you explain that? I don't know. That would be really hard. How can I help you today? You having such a good day, me too. I'm so happy. <laughs> What's your name? Sandwa. Oh, wow. That's Sandra. a pretty name. I like how you go straight to the speech impediment, too. I don't know. I feel like it helps get into the baby talk, you know? Um, God, fucking five days of trying to do this. Yeah, because you got to think how yeah. factors into work, too. And I don't even know how you explain that. Um, What's your name? River? You na- your parents named you River? That's like a body of water. <laughs> What are you talking about, Wither? Wither. <laughs> um, I would. Ah, oh God. That w- it would honestly like. Th- I was like, ah, you know, like I could, I could get through with it with like my close friends and family, but like to have to do that at work. I feel like there's a. What, what do you think? Like half a day of it at like on calls at work. I just feel like I just feel like I w- like you would get in trouble. Oh yeah, you would get pulled aside for sure and get spoken to. Like someone's like, "What's we what, got a what, complaint? What is what's going on?" Yeah, like someone said your kids were on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I, I feel like here's the thing, if I'm not going to get fired for me, honestly, just to try and do it, I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna get annoyed doing it for five days. But compensation for that, give me two hundred dollars a day. That's. That's pretty good. I'm I'm impressed. I I I want nothing to do with this one. <laughs> it's not one of these. Listen, ones. it's not I, giving all your friends okay, and family fucking I, pocket pussies. I hear you. I almost would rather do that. <laughs> oh come on! If I you're not I gonna, can't tell you how uncomfortable that, that would be get, at to do at work. But if you're confirmed that you that somehow your bosses know and they you, accepting, that I would get hung up on, con- like like people would get so frustrated because in my job. We're not fucking around. We're not fucking around. How many people you talk to in a day, roughly, you think? Just a random number. 30. Okay. 
Damn, that's a lot of people. 20, fucking... 20 to 30, probably. Did Depends. you have a good day? I can't I... even do it, dude. Thank, thank you for calling. <laughs> what is your name? Hi, hi, Brett. Thanks for calling. <laughs> How are you doing today? Is now a good time for you to talk? I'd have to try and get in character a little bit more. I just can't do it. It's too hot. How uh, do you have any points, feed tips, tricks on my baby voice? No, I love yours. You're doing great. Like I'm prepared for you to do this for five days. The way you're going now, I think you're on a road to success. I just listen. I my job. I sell life saving technology. I don't know if it's life saving, but it certainly helps. Time. That would be a really hard conversation to have in a baby voice every day. Well, look, let's just say you're safe from getting fired. Maybe there's some kind of understanding. You still have to deal with it for a week. Or maybe you're on vacation, you know? It could be any situation, you know? Maybe you find out you get to have a week off, but you still got to do everything for a week. Maybe, yeah, maybe that would be the place to just take vacation for that week. Yeah. For that five days. Still for me, because I feel like I'm going to be irritated after a day. Like... After Listen, day, if okay, I think it's funny for like half a day, and then yeah, I'm like if I don't have to do it at work, I could say hundred dollars. I'll, I'll a day. say I'll say if I don't have to do it at work, I'll say like hundred dollars a day, two fifty a day. If I don't have to do it, oh okay, at, at work, work, I think you're going up to five hundred a day, at you're least. Doubling. <laughs> at least. I'm telling you, at least because a that like uh, five hundred a day, that's. Only $2,500 to talk in a baby voice for five straight fucking days. I just don't want to do it. So You're not, so good at it, though. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Daddy. I have a question for you. Um, um, mo- Mommy said that well, Mommy doesn't have hair on her chest. And you have lots of hair on your chest. Is you okay? <laughs> I'm you, worried about you. you. Talk like an adult. Talk in your regular voice, but like a baby. What do you mean? What do you mean? No, 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 no. No, like don't bring it up. But like, still talk. Okay. That's hard to do. That's actually a challenge. That's, what, that's the way I'm thinking about it. You're just talking as a baby in your regular voice. <laughs> I honestly, oh my God, that's, that's actually really tough to do. <laughs> Hey, Daddy. <laughs> I uh, I had I had a question. Uh, question. My my teacher told me I can't even do. I'm like slipping back into the like the baby voice. Because like it's hard to talk like a baby because you're like saying normal things. It's just like no. But if you in the sentence, the sentence structure of a child, but in your adult voice, I know it sounds stupid. I mean, because it's literally like, I just went poo in my pants. Yeah. Um, but I feel like kids leave yeah, specific like, words. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, yesterday I ate an ant. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like that makes it easier. It though. Was, when you think about it like that, it was gross. It was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like, like if you think about the context of using that though for a week. You're still saying things like an idiot, but yeah, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, if you do it like that, it would be easier to do. 
I don't know that you necessarily have to sound well. No, I guess baby talk. You do have some kind of like you baby got it. Voice. I guess yeah. if it says baby talk, I guess you do have to have like a baby voice. Because honestly, if you take like the enunciation and pronunciation stuff that they fuck up all the time, it wouldn't be that weird. Because they are saying words. Yeah. And if you think about our day to day language, it's not like we're not talking like we went to Harvard University. You know. Like, it's not a Shakespeare play here. Yeah, like a baby would pretty comfortably be able to ask, how is your day going? Or like, how are you? Yeah. And if you say that in a normal voice, that's normal. Like, And they go, good, how are you? Good. And you could, see, like a, a young child could be able to do that. It's funny for like, someone that has like three kids, like this just stumps me like thinking through the process of trying to get something across to somebody but like could you imagine having to talk to your kids in a baby voice i mean i say some pretty dumb stuff to my kids so yeah true (laughs) fair yeah i'm thinking like 200 a day but yeah like you're right if you have to work god like i'm honestly like give me at least a thousand a day if i have to do it at work for five days i'm gonna double it I'm gonna say not working two fifty a day, working five hundred a day. Okay, fair I'm just, enough. I'm just gonna. I'll go two fifty a day, not working a thousand a day, working. Mm. I talk to people all day for my job. Not that you don't. Yeah, but I mean, it's crazy thinking how many how many words you have to leave out to make it sound more like a baby or dumb something down too. That's rough for yeah. fucking five days too. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, that was, excuse me, let me try this again. Okay, uh, that, that was how much with your host, his name is Vinny, he's my favorite person in the whole world. So, isn't that funny? I can do a perfect baby impression, can't figure out a fucking Irish accent we're gonna get we're gonna work on it end of this year i can nail a scottish accent to the fucking t it's true irish i have no fucking clue we'll get there all right we'll work on it i need to hear it more i think that's my thing you know all right just need to hear it more okay and we'll make it happen we'll work up to it um if you could please go to Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify. I'm not going to do the whole baby voice. Um, <laughs> uh, but be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like my baby voice. Uh, if you don't like my baby voice, um, then tell us that in the review. Tell us. You can say, fuck off, Drew. I don't want to hear that baby voice ever again, and I'm going to read your review in a baby voice. I'm sick of your Scottish accent. <laughs> Oh, you're sick of my fucking Scottish accent. You can go suck on a dick. <laughs> a wee willy. Um, and uh, if you'd like to hear us talk about any uh, topics, random topics that you might uh, come up with that you think it would be fun for Vinny and I to discuss or you have any fun how much is, uh, shoot us an email without definite aim at gmail.com. We'd appreciate that. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. As always, the support. And uh, we will see you next week. Adios. Bye.